Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing what is happening with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and today we are going to take a brief break from enjoying the fruit we are all receiving from what is happening with the football program from Norman. Uh, hopefully one of your neighbors named their kid Lincoln last year and is now going to have to explain to his son that he was named after toys shaped like little logs that you can build cabins and train depots out of, rather than face the shame of jumping the gun on naming their son after a guy that used their precious favorite football program as a stepping stone for bigger and better things. In the wrestling realm, OSU signed everybody that they were expecting to sign in the class of 2022. Anthony Ferrari, Jordan Williams, Zach Blankenship, and Cutter Sheets all sent in their NLIs and will officially be Cowboys. Ferrari is number 12 in the class and is projecting as a 157-pounder. Williams is number 17, projecting at 165 pounds. Blankenship is number 50, projecting at 141 pounds. And Sheets is unranked, projecting as a 149-pounder. This signing class really shores up some depth in the middle weights, projecting out a few years. Should expect all of the guys to redshirt, unless one comes in and just blows away the competition. With Travis Mastro, Victor Voinovich... Chance McLean and Luke Meckler all in the room. Adding these guys in certainly is going to make the competition that much tougher. Whitlake will have two years of eligibility left when these guys step on campus as well. So we might see them cut a bit to try to break the lineup as freshmen. Of course, that typically seems to be the case at OSU. The recruiting rankers typically project guys a weight class or two heavier than they end up being their first couple of years on campus. OSU also picked up their first two commitments from top recruits in the 2023 class and hosted quite a few more for official visits during the football season. Jersey Rob, the number 22 recruit in the class of 2023, became the first commit of the class. From Bixby, he is possibly projecting as a heavyweight, currently wrestling at 195 to 200 pounds. Rob is also a decent football player for Bixby, which may be the best football program in the state these days. We will see how he grows over the next couple of years. Might be a case of getting a gray shirt and then a red shirt so that we can clear out some bodies at the upper weights. Let Rob grow and mature and then hit the mat with four years of eligibility as a 20-year-old. He exhibits excellent footwork and speed and isn't afraid to get creative in scrambles. He's a pretty exciting prospect and a pretty exciting wrestler. Plus, he's certainly on the all-name team. This week... Number 18, Cale Hughes, committed to the good guys. The top-ranked recruit in the state for the class of 2023, Hughes is from Stillwater and is possibly the best chance to be Dayton Fix's replacement at 133 pounds when Fix exhausts his eligibility. Most are projecting Hughes in the 141 to 149-pound range, however, so he is going to add even more depth to that group. 133 to 149, you have Carter Young, Trevor Mastro, Voinovich, Travis Mastro, Zach Blankenship. So there is plenty of depth at these weights as well. Hughes is a multiple-time Fargo All-American and has won a couple of national titles. He is also on pace to be a four-time Oklahoma State champ. No easy feat, especially considering the development of guys in the state of Oklahoma as a whole right now. They've also had the number five and number seven recruits in the 2023 class in for visits over the last couple of weeks. For Bedlam, 
Jim Mullen, the number five recruit in the class, was in town and able to take in the environment. Mullen is a heavyweight prospect that would be a pretty massive gift for the Pokes, both literally and figuratively. He's fast, freaky strong, and already has the frame and size of a true heavyweight as a high school junior. The New Jersey native is also a football prospect, rated as a three-star, with offers from Rutgers and West Virginia in that sport. Everybody is after him in wrestling, and it's a pretty big deal that the Pokes got an official visit. For those of you out there that are still concerned about OSU's place nationally, and whether or not we can pull guys from recruiting hotbeds like New Jersey and Pennsylvania, how much more evidence do you need? The Mastro brothers, Victor Voinovich, Travis Whitlake. Come on, y'all. Braden Davis, the number seven recruit in the class, was also in a few weeks ago. The Michigan native is projecting as a career 125-pound guy, something that we really need to add to the lineup, especially a guy with the pedigree and ability that Davis has. He has some roots in northeast Oklahoma, so there's a good opportunity to pick up his commitment over the next few months. If you can lock up all four of these guys for 2023, add in Sam Smith from Stillwater, which is pretty much a lock considering he's John Smith's son. (laughs) Some other local guys are out there that you can probably add to the class. You're probably looking at another top three recruiting class. I've said it it several times now on this podcast. Give Tyler Caldwell a raise. Keep him in Stillwater, whatever it takes. The guy can recruit better than most people. That's also something I wanted to talk about today. Development of wrestlers in the state of Oklahoma has really taken off over the past 10 or so years. Credit to Hardell Moore, Matt Serber, and the others that really made a huge commitment to youth development. Hardell has won multiple national awards for developing wrestlers. You're also seeing some dividends to Eric Guerrero leaving OSU to go run the RTC at OU. He opened an an Oklahoma RTC satellite campus in the Tulsa area that is really starting to pump out some athletes, like the guys from Bixby, Jordan Williams, and plenty of other wrestlers that are competing at the D1 level at OU, Little Rock, West Point, North Carolina, so on and so forth. I know that there's a lot of hand-wringing out there regarding the Cowboy RTC and how that isn't really helping. I don't know if that's true. There's a lot of criticism around the practice, but Stillwater has become a place where people are moving to get their athletes the best of the best in coaching and training programs. Coach Zoe, a former Olympic wrestler for France, has established himself as a very impressive technique coach and has a knack for coaching youth. Add in Ethan Kyle and being able to train with all the OSU guys, and the in-state development is probably better than it is almost anywhere else. While it would be great to bring in or keep high-level senior-level athletes, I think it is okay to do without for now, especially with guys like Dayton and Carter and Whitlake and AJ, um, Plot, you know, Cerber. They're all going to be senior-level competitive athletes, right? Uh, The Mastro brothers, same thing. So... I think that you probably have um, some potential senior level athletes that are going to stick around Stillwater for a while, even after they exhaust their eligibility to wrestle for Oklahoma State. That said, and I've opened this forum before, it's a discussion I would love to have with Derek Fix or Coach Smith or anybody involved with the program up there about the RTC and the plans for that and what resources do they need to help drive forward 
what they're trying to accomplish and what in the direction that the sport is heading in that regard over the next few years. That's really the only topics I had to cover today. I wanted to talk a little bit about recruiting and a little bit about what we're seeing from the development side over the past few weeks. Um, I'll get into a couple of questions here, but this is going to be a pretty short episode. At Riding Time Locked asked me several questions here. So I'm just going to rattle these off and, and answer them to the best of my ability. He asked, how many duels are you planning on watching in person this season? So I'm planning on being at the Iowa State and UNI duels there at the end of January in Stillwater. Um, I'm going to be up there with my dad uh, as well as probably uh, going to partner up with the Feels Like 45 guys to get them to a match and get them learned on wrestling and how much fun that atmosphere can be. So they should also be really good duels between Iowa State and you and I. I'll also, of course, be at the Iowa duel in Arlington. I live in uh, North Texas, so that one's a no-brainer for me to get to. Uh, I'll be there. It's, you know, every time there's a wrestling event in North Texas, I go to it. So um, you'll definitely see me there. You'll see me uh, there if the world team trials are in North Texas again, which I'm sure they will be. It sounds like they really loved having them in Fort Worth. You'll see me at the U S open. Um, if it's in Dallas again, you'll see me at flow events. If they're in Dallas, it's kind of just one of those things, you know, I, I love the sport and I'll go support it. If it's here, I'll also almost certainly be at NCAAs in Detroit this year. Um, we have everything booked, so planning on making it up there for uh, NCAA's now with uh, you know full capacity and everything. So really excited to get back to doing that. It was an annual tradition that we haven't been able to do for the past couple of years, and it's going to be fun to to get there again this year. Um, also excited to check out Detroit. Michigan is one of the. I think now I'm down to nine states that I haven't been to. So you have to be kind of intentional to, to go to Michigan and uh, business has never taken me there. So uh, I'm excited that wrestling is. So excited to check it out. Excited to see what uh, what they've got going on there in the Motor City. And then also on that, you know, Iowa State, you and I duels, if I am able to get this partnership going with the Feels Like 45 guys, uh, that's going to be a really fun one. So hopefully they have me on their podcast and vice versa and that we're able to, uh, um, you know, get get people talking about it a little bit more. That's going to be fun. I know Dustin and Kate have expressed some interest in it and um, we'll, uh, well, that's going to be a fun time if it happens. So really excited to see that one come through. So Riding Time Locked also asked the best food and drink combo from Eskimo Joe's. I mean, you know, the food, the best food there is the cheese fries, right? Like, there's no question about that. Sweet pepper bacon, uh, cheese fries, uh, maybe a Little Joe. Uh, the onion burger that they make there is, is always really solid. And then uh, if they've got everything rhymes with orange on tap, then I'm drinking that all day, every day. Uh, that's my hands down my favorite Oklahoma beer. Um, I'll also do the, uh, F5, uh, from rough tail. Uh, you know, the, as long as they're serving a good IPA on tap, 
that's going to be my uh, drink of choice at Eskimo Joe's. Um, much to the chagrin of the person who asks, you know, our middle question here that we'll get to in a second. I'm not going to be uh, pounding keystones. I outgrew that at this point. I can afford to uh, drink the $6 beer rather than the $2 beer these days. So <laughs> hate to be a snob, but uh, that's that's the life I'm living. Um, Riding Time Lot also asked, should Plot keep the missing front teeth um, or should he wear them as a badge of honor like a hockey player? Um, yeah, Plot, uh, it's hilarious. I, I've, I've been getting a, a kick out of him missing his two front teeth. Uh, he, you know, looks like a real tough guy out there. Um, just to, that's, that's old school going out there and competing without your two front teeth. You know, you, um, had so many other surgeries that you didn't want to mess around with getting your fe- teeth fixed. He doesn't care about looking pretty. So, uh, I respect the heck out of that. That's, uh, that's what cowboy wrestling is all about. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, to, for his benefit for, uh, and for his, uh, poor mother's benefit, I, I think he probably should get those fixed so that his, uh, pictures of his, of him for his entire, uh, um, uh, college wrestling career and everything else that happens for him over the next several years. Cause again, I fully expect Dustin plot to win a couple of national championships in his time at OSU. I, I don't think that uh, they want all of his memories to be where he's, you know, looks like he um, has to eat through a straw. So uh, I, I think that uh, for his benefit and for everybody's benefit, he should probably get those uh, teeth fixed. Also, uh, um, you know, for his, I'm sure communications classes are coming up and things like that. So uh talking without the two, two front teeth is, is tough. Uh, it's a learn from experience kind of thing for me. So, uh, definitely get your teeth fixed. Take care of that oral health. And then, uh, his last question here is my thoughts on the stylish singlets. Am I more of a classic orange guy or do I like the new singlets that they've rolled out over the past few years? Um, Hey, as long as they're wearing, uh, orange singlets on championship Saturday, uh, the rest of the time I'm all for wearing new, cool, interesting singlets, uh, out there. So I liked the orange ones with the Oklahoma state on the front that they've been, that they wore last year. I like the white ones with the cursive Cowboys. Um, I think that's a pretty, pretty nice look. Um, excuse me, the script Cowboys. That's a correction that uh, has been made here. It's not cursive Cowboys, it's script Cowboys. So, um, I think the script Cowboys looks good on pretty much everything. I love it on the football helmets. I love it on the basketball jerseys. Um, I love that Eddie brought that around, uh, when I was a kid. Um, and then, uh, I like it on the wrestling singlets. It's definitely a interesting look and, a it looks pretty sharp. Um, I like the black singlets. Um, I'm pretty excited for us to move away from the Paisley, uh, to be frank over the next, uh, couple of years. I hope that that goes away. I think it looks like the, uh, um, they let Luke Bryan or some other Nashville wannabe country singer, uh, design that Paisley look. I'm, I'm pretty ready for it to be gone, but, uh, I'll live with it. You know, ultimately, as long as they're winning, I don't care what singlets they're wearing. They could go out there in, uh, 
darn near anything as long as it's not crimson and cream and uh i'll be happy with whatever they're wearing as long as they're winning so thanks so much for the questions Riding Time Locked. It's he's a good follow on Twitter. So at Riding Time Locked uh, is a, is somebody that you should definitely be following if you're not. Um, at Cowboy of Keystone asked me who I think is the most improved guy on the roster so far this year. Um, you know we're only three duels in, uh, so it's hard to gauge right now who is the most improved, who's staying kind of stagnant. You know I think that. AJ Ferrari's improved quite a bit uh, in spite of not having a ton of mat time over the past several months due to his recovery from his injuries. Um, he still, he looks really good out there. These first three duels, he looks like he's hasn't lost a step as far as his speed and strength goes, but he also looks like he's uh, wrestling a bit smarter, you know, pulling guys back into the mat. Uh, not letting them get out from under him as easy as they used to. So things like that. I think he's improved a lot. You can tell that uh, Dustin Plot, his confidence level is higher than it was last year, probably due to his arm not popping out of place. And um, hey, without two front teeth, you can uh, not worry about losing them, right? So there's one more benefit to not getting those fixed to kind of bring it all together. Um, but I, I, through three duels, I really think the most improved wrestler to me is going to be Trevor Master Giovanni. Um, Trevor has looked way more uh, aggressive on offense this year. He's working really fast. He's uh, he's going for those takedowns, uh, working those snap-down misdirection shots that is really getting him a lot of points here early in the season. So as the competition stiffens up, would really like to see him continue to prove upon that offense. Uh, but also he's doing a great job of uh, getting out from underneath uh, his opponent when he's in the bottom position. Uh, that was something he really struggled with last year that uh, he's he's gotten a lot better at. I'm sure having your primary training partner be Reese Whitcraft, who is a strong wrestler, or uh, Dayton Fix, who is Dayton Fix, right? I'm sure that uh, those are things that Mastro is really working on that, yeah, I mean, I, I really think he's gotten a lot better. He's he's much, much improved in those positions. So um, excited to see him as the competition stiffens up. The Southern Scuffle is really going to be a, a good test for him. And then... You know, even Bedlam, I think they've got some good uh, guys that are going to test him. Um, Wyoming, same thing. So he's going to have some some more tests here moving forward. I know he beat the number five guy in the country at Minnesota there. But, uh, oh, and then, of course, Utah Valley. He's got Taylor Lamont if uh, Lamont wrestles. So, shoot, you know, Mastro... He, he's going to take that title for me as most improved wrestler, uh, Keystone. So thanks for the question. Really appreciate it. And then at Chris H asked probably my favorite question of the night, which OSU wrestler will be the next OU football coach? And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dayton Fix's answer to the question on Sunday. We don't much like OU. 
So I don't think that an OSU wrestler would stoop to taking the OU football job. Um, I, but you know, for me, I think they should hire, uh, Eric Guerrero because, you know, Guerrero is a great recruiter. So I really think he would bring in that top notch talent to OU football, just really by charming the guys that are there. So those of you that know, know, and, uh, that's something we might talk about at some point, but, uh, I, I think that, uh, that would be a great fit for the Sooners if they were to hire an OSU wrestler. Uh, go with Eric Guerrero because, again, uh, recruiting prowess. So thanks for the question, Chris. Uh, again, really enjoying the chaos in Norman. I hope everybody's keeping up with that. Um, for the first time in my sports consciousness, um, OU football's a mess, and uh, that's really exciting to me because I'm – was too a bit too young to witness the John Blake years and um you know it's been continuity with Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley for the past 22 years and um for them to be kind of launched into this chaos machine of Lincoln Riley leaving for another college program which just doesn't happen and uh, them not really knowing who their next coach is going to be and all these rumors are out there and they're all they're just freaking out down there it's it's a it's it's a real just sit back and eat your popcorn moment i'm sure their football program is still going to be good um unfortunately uh, but uh um you know, sitting back and watching it has been just fantastic. So hope everybody else is enjoying it that as much as I have am. Um, as far as the podcast goes, uh, we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, I am taking on any and all uh, topic suggestions. So would love to do another grab bag, whatever topic y'all want to have discussed. Uh, happy to discuss it. Um, I might reach out to the SID and see if I can get an interview going. If I can get a guest, that'd be awesome. Um, Or if I can get somebody that touches the program but isn't necessarily uh, on the payroll or on the roster right now, would love to talk to anybody, right? So would love to get an interview going um, before we get back into dual previews. Next one's Bedlam, right? So that'll be next Thursday. We'll just we'll only talk about Bedlam wrestling and previews for that. But in the meantime, there's a lot that we could discuss. Um, would love for it to come from y'all. So tweet at me at Lee Cawthorn. You can email me lcawthorn20 at gmail.com. We're excited to partner with O Wrestle. So tweet at them at O underscore wrestle. Um there's a lot of exciting stuff going on and a lot of exciting developments with the podcast and excited for what's to come here. So thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, thanks to Oklahoma wrestle for posting the podcast on Rockfin. Thanks to, um, Adam Michaels, of course, for the continued audio help. Uh, again, I'm, uh, Zoolander trying to get files out of the computer. So uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, I appreciate all the help that I've been able to get from you. And then, of course, help, thanks so much to uh, everybody who's been super supportive. So excited to keep this thing going and uh, excited to get back to uh, the duels. So uh, looking forward to it, and we will talk on Tuesday.
go pokes.